Hello, and welcome to another episode of Yes, That Really Did Happen. This time, I think we're going to talk about something that didn't happen, but they worked on it. And we're going to talk about something rather unique. Nuclear-powered aircraft. Yes, indeed. In the late 40s, early 50s, and into the 1960s, there were billions, and yes, that's billions with a B, in that time period, money, spent by the United States government, the Soviet government, to develop aircraft powered by a nuclear reactor. Yes, indeed. How did these work, exactly? Well, the nuclear reactor created the heat to compress the air inside the turbine, spin the turbine blades, provide thrust. It's the same way that a conventional jet engine works, is that you burn jet fuel inside the turbine to create heat, to compress the air, and create thrust. This is, of course, very oversimplified. But that's how it works. So, this program came about in the late 40s. And they started a program called Nuclear Energy Propulsion of Aircraft, NEPA. And to conduct studies on aircraft nuclear propulsion. Okay, so it was generally known as the ANP program. And it was for studying different types of nuclear-powered jet engines. Uh, General Electric made one. Pratt & Whitney made one. They started to modify two B-36 Convair bombers to see about what it would take to put a reactor in the air. And... Now, this program did get canceled. All the programs got canceled. We'll get to that. Uh, but the point is, they started working on it. They were trying to figure out how much shielding was needed to protect ground crews and protect the crews flying the aircraft from the radiation of the nuclear reactor. Okay? And uh, these were being worked on by many different companies. Obviously, Pratt & Whitney, General Electric were two of the biggest. Lockheed Martin was working on them. And you can still see remnants of the Lockheed Martin program um, by going up to the formerly known as Georgia Nuclear Aircraft Laboratory, AFP number 67 for Air Force Plant number 67, it was located in Dawsonville, Georgia, an area called Dawson Forest, which is now a nature preserve. You can go hiking in Dawson Forest. And you can see some weird-looking foundations. That's all that's left is a bunch of weird-looking foundations and an undisclosed amount of underground facilities that the entrances have all been buried to. But we're not sure where those facilities are, how much is there. That is all still classified. So you can actually, yes, go walk around a nuclear aircraft laboratory if you so desire. So let's talk a little bit more about this program. 
specifically what we just mentioned, the Convair NB-36H. It's an experimental aircraft, and it carried a nuclear reactor to test protective radiation shielding for the crew. It did not use it to power the aircraft. It was nicknamed the Crusader. It was part of the Aircraft Nuclear Propulsion Program uh, to show the feasibility of a nuclear-powered bomber. So, starting in 1951, they started spending about $10 million with the Atomic Energy Commission to convert these um, bombers to hold a nuclear reactor. And being frugal like the government is, um, you know, a tornado did hit uh, one of the Air Force bases in Texas. And so the convair who built the bomber said, hey, this should be converted into the prototype for the X-6 instead of being repaired. The Air Force agreed with that and then funded the complete overhaul of the airplane to make it a nuclear power plant <laughs> and uh, able to hold that. So this did actually happen. They actually built this plane and they needed to make this safe for the crew because it would do no good to kill your crew with their automatic um or with an atomic sorry with an atomic uh reactor on there wouldn't do good so they took the cockpit cabin aviation all the avionics they took that out and they replaced it by a lead and rubber lined 11 ton crew section for pilot co-pilot flight engineer and two nuclear engineers the windows were replaced by 30 centimeter thick it's about 12 inches worth of lead glass the aircraft was fitted with a one megawatt air-cooled nuclear reactor i did not know there were air-cooled nuclear reactors that was kind of surprising and that nuclear reactor weighed just about 35,000 pounds. It was hung on a hook in the middle of the bomb bay to allow for easy loading and unloading so the reactor source could be safely be kept underground in a shielded bunker between test flights. And a monitoring system named Project Halitosis. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Project Halitosis monitored radioactive gases from the reactor. So this modified airplane completed 47 test flights and 215 hours of flight time. Of that, 89 of those hours, the nuclear reactor was operated between September 7th, 1955 and March of 1957. Uh, they were flying over New Mexico in Texas. I guess that was okay, because if they crashed there, they figured nobody would notice. <laughs> and the test flights revealed that with the shielding used, the crew would not be endangered by the radiation from the reactor. Good news, everybody! And including low-altitude flights. But there was the slight risk of radioactive contamination 
in the event of an aircraft accident. Of course, we know aircraft accidents never happen, so, you know, why would we worry about it? So, in 1957, at the end of the run of test flights, they uh, retired the plane, they scrapped the plane, the nuclear reactor was removed, and so then the government's saying, you know, this is taking too long, so we got to have a heavy bomber with jet engines because the progress on the nuclear plane was so incredibly slow. Enter development of the B-52. So by the late 50s, Congress is going, what are we spending all this money for? You know, we've got supersonic aviation on the horizon. We've got ballistic missiles. You know, what are we paying for? And in March of 61, right after he took office, President Kennedy canceled the program and said, uh, yeah, the prospect of nuclear-powered planes was still very remote despite 15 years of development and an expenditure of over a billion dollars. The Convor Convair X-6 was never built, uh, and uh, the NB-36H was the only plane to fly an operational nuclear reactor. Thank God for that. Um, and the scientific research did have some value, including methods for handling liquid metals and fused salts, which aided in the development of nuclear generators and reactors used by NASA. So... In the end, yes, this was the nuclear reactors that are used and are currently still used by NASA on some of their satellites and their deep space probes. It is amazing what we tried, you know, and it's amazing how much over the concept stage we got. You know, Ford at one time did a concept car called the Nucleon, which was a car powered by a nuclear reactor. It never got past the quarter-scale model page. You know, so obviously nuclear was something really neat and really special and all new and exciting uh, back in the 40s and 50s. But fortunately, somewhere around the 60s, people started coming to their senses. So I want to thank you for listening. And I hope you'll listen to my next episode. And have a great rest of your day.